Okay, welcome back uh, to Baron of Beverage. Uh, today I'm here at the Old Line Spirits in located in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, my hometown. So I'm pretty excited about visiting a distillery here. Uh, and today I'm here with the two uh, owners of uh, this distillery and property. Hi, this is Arch and Mark. So uh, Arch and uh, Mark were happy, uh, I was happy enough that they were agreed to meet with me here and give me a little tour of their space here and tell me the history of, uh, of how they started up. They've been in Baltimore uh, roughly two years, um, but uh, they kind of got a leg up, as, as I understand, right, gentlemen? Absolutely. <clears throat> we did. We, uh, Arch and I started this uh, business venture three years ago, and uh, within a week of you know, quitting our jobs and jumping in and trying to figure out how to start something from scratch, we met two gentlemen on the West Coast who were you know, doing this, uh, making great whiskey in the West Coast and looking to retire. Um, so we had the opportunity to go out and apprentice and learn how to make it, and uh, ultimately we bought the business and, and moved it to our home market of, of Baltimore. Yeah, and so uh, and so what I what I think is interesting about that process is uh, there's a lot of great uniqueness that uh, somebody who comes in as say a ground level taster of your product gets because you're dealing with a lot of different things. You've got some product that's come from the former distillery out in Seattle. Mm -hmm. You have some in the transition distillery you were describing to me, Mark, in Ohio that's keeping things going. So you have continued contiguous operations and then you have more coming online uh as it's aging right now uh from from being distilled here correct so it's this great thing you can pop in and taste all these different things and you while um while you were taking me around you were talking about you're trying to keep as much of it the same as possible uh you know the same kind of grain malt and mash bill and everything because you know just bringing it here is going to change things up Right, it's unavoidable. Uh, it's just a different environment. Of course, the Pacific Northwest has uh, got their very well-known environment out there. Uh, Baltimore is much more um, like Kentucky. Mm -hmm. uh, warmer summers, colder winters. Of course, we have different water here. We, we treat it. Um, but like you said, we, we're, we make an a effort to keep the exact same grain from the same malt houses and, and uh, barley fields out in the Pacific Northwest. We use the same yeast, we use the same distillation process, temperature profiles, everything. So while we control some things, we can't control the environment. But uh, I think that ultimately we're going to end up with something very similar, if not even a little bit better. Yeah, it seems to me like uh, you guys are standing kind of on the shoulders of some people who worked out the kinks of any normal startup distillery and learn maybe what mistakes not to make or, or what tricks of the trade they figured out along the way and uh, you don't have to figure them out for yourself anymore. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, and as you can imagine, you know, making whiskey ages for years. Right. Um, so to your point, you know, if we had done this from scratch, we'd be making it and we have a decent sense of how it was when it was raw whiskey, raw distillate before it went in the barrel. But you wouldn't really know for sure until it came out. So yeah, it just, it, we have a very clear window when we make our whiskey of what it's going to come out like at the end, which is, uh, it's invaluable. Yeah, and and it frees us up to make mistakes elsewhere, which we do. Yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes I think those mistakes can end up being a little tasty in and of themselves. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, right now they have uh, three uh, wonderful products on the market. They have um, a single malt American whiskey, which is uh, kind of unique. Uh, we'll get to that when we taste it. If we're tasting it now, I don't know. Then we have aged Caribbean rum and a and a Navy strength aged Caribbean rum. Now, what order do you guys want us to taste in today? 
Typically, we'll start with the, our flagship product, which is the American Single Malt. Makes sense. And then we'll start with the uh, standard strength, um, 84 proof H. Caribbean rum, and then finish with the 114 proof. That, that's how I would have done it without knowing your product, too. And the interesting thing about their single malt is that it's, uh, it's a single malt in terms of like one type of malt uh, that is the only grain in this whiskey. Uh, so it's not corn-based like most American bourbons and whiskeys uh, have tended to be for a long time. Uh, and it's uh, 90%, what was it, uh, you called the distiller's malt, but it's, uh, it's on... Uh, it's, a two-row distiller's malt. Two-row distiller's malt, and then it's 10% of a, uh, of a roasted uh, version of, of that same malt, right? Uh, it's a roasted malt, very, right. yeah. And so that brings out some different chocolatey notes, etc. But the other thing I notice is, so they take that malt... And then instead of what someone might do in Scotland, where they age it in an X bourbon barrel, or usually, and then some other casks, you guys use a fresh charred American oak barrel. So it's almost like you take part of the process of American bourbon, right, and marry it on to 100%. Uh, that Scottish tradition. Exactly. Conceptually, the way you know, I, I sometimes look up about it, I think ours does as well, is that you know, if you look in the beer world with an IPA, you know, Americans took a concept that was a British concept for a long period of time with a beer with extra hops in it. And Americans took that idea, and now an American IPA has developed into something totally different than a British IPA. You know, we look at our malt whiskey as we're one of a small number of distilleries in America taking that old world concept of, of single malt whiskey from the Scots, and which, you know, They've done wonderful things with it, and we're just putting an American spin on it, which for us is, is that new barrel aging. So it's we're really excited about it. Well, let's let's taste. I mean, it's eleven forty-five. It's almost noon. We can taste <laughs> it. That's right. All right, salon. Here we go. Mm. Already love the nose. Lots of uh, caramel and stuff that I'm sure comes from that uh, charred oak. Yep. And dried fruit on the background. It's 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 going to be nice. Hmm. You really do get that mix that you're talking about. You have that central kind of malt sweetness and dried fruit flavor in the center. But you have uh, a lot more spiciness than you would normally get uh, from, from a, a Scottish uh, single malt. Um, finish is really lovely. It, keeps, it just keeps, persists, um, and very well balanced. Um, I mean, if, if I was to have a single malt scotch that that was like this i expect to pay a lot for this um because of that because of that finish um oh it just it opens up nice you mind if i drop well, a little water means, in it please um i think it's uh and th i haven't tasted it before to the listeners i i'm making all this up as we go i mean what do you guys find when you get it i get there's toffee in there too and absolutely uh, caramel, vanilla, toffee, um, definitely all those things on the nose. Um, oh, that, that water just brightens up the nose. There's even some citrus peel on the nose now. Um, I occasionally get a little bit of uh, like baking spice, like cinnamon. Sure. Like, sure. Oh, totally. And then that's on that palate, too. Absolutely. Um, wow, that is a very, very bold and enjoyable uh, whiskey. Um, it is, it, it's not like a lot that I've had before. Um, in terms of, I've had, I've had some, I've had some, actually, I would take that back. I've had some Scotch whiskeys that have this kind of flavor profile, but they have to be aged quite a number of years and finished in some other bottle, like, or, or barrel, I mean, like, uh, 
you know, a, a port finish or maybe even like, you know, an old uh, uh, Petrus cask or something, you know, that they sure. do to help bring some of that dimension that you're getting from aging it, I think, early on. Um, that's just, that, I got nothing, nothing bad to say. About that. <laughs> I like that. For sure. um, it's, it's quite, quite lovely. I, 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 I Thank you. I, I always think that, uh, or I, I personally believe, and I usually communicate this to whoever I'm, I'm tasting this with, it always leaves me wanting to take another sip. Oh, yeah. Which is not the case with every whiskey out there, of course. Um, so I, I think that, honestly, is uh, is one of the, the true marks of a, of a good whiskey. Mm-hmm. It, it leaves you wanting more. Definitely. Yeah, well, and, I mean, in wine, we talk about all the time about having some sort of acidity in it that helps make you salivate to want to drink a little bit more and this doesn't have say necessarily necessarily acidity to it but it definitely that spiciness that lingers and the fruit i mean like i'm still i haven't taken a sip in i don't know a minute i'm still tasting that fruit core to it um which we, we harmonize with like caramelized brown sugars on the sides and everything it's it's just really nice we um the finish is one of the things we're we're happiest with it's you know we targeted a medium finish as far as length which i think we've gotten yeah um and like you said, that it, it's, uh, it lingers in the palate in a, in a pleasant way for quite a while, and it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice. Is it basically it. like it, you, it's exactly as you said, Art? We're chatting, we're talking about it, and all I want to do is pick it up and take another sip. Go for it. Uh, <laughs> yes, we'll do. But, but I will. I might come back to that. But we've got uh, we've got rum to squeeze in here. Yeah. So uh, the first up is your uh, just. Now, not Navy strength, but the uh, aged Caribbean rum. And as I was chatting with um, Mark out, is that they have a relationship with a Caribbean uh, uh, distillers, right? Uh, via um, Well, you have a relationship with someone in Texas who has a relationship with the... Uh, correct. Okay. Yeah, uh, our blenders, uh, they're a husband and wife team named uh, Margaret and Luis Ayala. They're down in uh, near Austin, Texas. Wonderful people. And they... Uh, I mean, they were invaluable in the process. They gave us an education in rum that was priceless and really helped us get to figure out what we wanted our blend to be. And, you know, they helped, and they helped us develop it. So it was, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a wonderful process. We, we knew that we wanted to make a, a pretty traditional Dominican-style rum or import a pretty traditional Dominican-style rum. Um, and we wanted it to be a little bit less sweet. than you know, a lot of the rums in the market tend to be a little bit... Uh, you know, kind of sticky sweet. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to avoid that. We wanted to embrace the natural sweetness of the product, but also not go overboard. So I'm like smelling it right now uh, while, while you've been chatting. I kind of get like banoffee on the, on the, uh, you know, banana and toffee sure. and coffee all sure. on, the, on the nose. It's really nice. I'd say ultimately what we're looking to do is um, have a secondary product that isn't already out there on the market in mass. Um, certainly there, there are some really nice Caribbean rums that are, that are starting to make their way to the North American market. But we all know the vast majority are uh, mass-produced rums that are really made right. have something dumped on them. Right. I mean, this is, I mean, this is, uh, I taste this and I think two things. I think, like, there are, when I, when I have, when I've tasted a lot of rums, there are rums that it's just like, oh, yeah, this rum is good. It's got nothing, you know, offensive. It's going to blend well in a cocktail. It's going to give me that classic, you know, rum central note characters of maybe, molasses if it's darker or it's you know banana and coconut if it's lighter Mm -hmm. but it's nothing super spectacular you're not like man i would just sip this a lot of those light rums then you have others that you're like wow this is kind of like um 
It's got some things going on. I could sip it on the rocks, but also it's not so uber unique and complex that, hey, I can make some cocktails with it and emphasize some notes and, de and play around with it and make something with it. And then the others are like, oh, hell no, I ain't putting anything <laughs> in this because, you know, it's like when you get to those like 10, 15 year age Guatemalan rums and such, and you're like, no, no, no. This is just all sipping on its is. own, right? Yeah. So, and this one I think fits in that middle category. Um, I just took a sip of it. It it has beautiful different tropical note flavors going on it. Clearly banana, but also things like coconut, um, uh, like toasted coconut. It has the different caramel sugars and brown molasses, but it's got like, it's not, like you said, uberly sweet. Like I'm not thinking like uh, overripe anything, you know? Sure. Um, and it's enough that, yeah, I would, I could sip this and totally enjoy it. But by the same token, I think you can do some really cool cocktailing with this as well. That's exactly what we targeted. Uh, was we wanted something that was versatile that you know, you can sit here and sip it and really enjoy it on its own with an ice cube. Um, but it uh, it does really well on a cocktail. We've actually done some pretty interesting things with some um, you know bartenders in, in Baltimore that are really big supporters of us and um, you know anything from a traditional rum cocktail to uh, certain traditional gin cocktails like a Southside. Sure, you know, put that sure. In there. Southside, that would be yeah. awesome. And then even traditional whiskey, uh, like an old-fashioned right. rum, is, we just don't add the simple syrup because it's already got enough sweetness. But it's right. You know, so it's, it's really versatile in a cocktail. Um, and what you've described is exactly what we're targeting. Is a and, and if there's any downside to this to this rum, Mark, it is that I tasted it after your whiskey. In which case. I sit here and I go, mm, the finish isn't quite as long. It isn't quite as, you know, enjoyable. It's good, but it's like it doesn't measure up to your whiskey. Fair enough. You know, yeah. I'm just saying that. Sure. It's not that it's bad. It's just like, damn, I think I just had <laughs> yeah. something far better than this product. And that's not such a bad thing. Sure. No, the whiskey's um, our baby. It's, but, I mean, uh, whiskey is designed more towards that anyway. And I think when you're having a spirit that's going to be flexible, you can't get it all. Sure. Um, but it's not. It just that – and more of it's the length. It just kind of like – finishes and then it's a shorter finish it's Agreed. a much shorter yep. finish it's not a bad finish it just doesn't linger on your palate so to speak um it's but it's quite lovely um i think that's uh i think that's a real winner it uh i think you hit the nail on the head in that you know what we wanted was a, a kind of a spectrum of products not a spectrum a an array of products um in a relatively narrow band we, you know we keep it with the single malt whiskey and then the, the aged Caribbean rum um we wanted products that would appeal to a, a a little bit wider variety of consumers than mm -hmm. just the whiskey. You know, the, the whiskey, we love it. It's our baby. It's our flagship. Um, the rum, for certain people who don't drink whiskey find the rum very approachable. So it, it definitely serves a good purpose. I think a lot of the things, uh, like the short finish and whatnot of the of the regular strength rum, the Navy strength it's um, gonna, it's is gonna, a different presentation. Yeah, I think you'll notice that it'll be significantly different. The nose is similar but slightly more muted than the... Uh and that could just be the higher alcohol tend kind of so. over over uh, overblows the aromas, but but they're there, and I'm sure same distillate, just different strength. Is exactly, that, yeah, yeah. It's, it's identical just to uh, bottle, but a different strength. Oh yeah, a lot lot more uh, firmness to the fruit core in this one. You do get the heat, but the but it's I can already tell you the finish is going longer. Yep. With all of those like banana Fosters type flavors moving through my palate and um oh yeah beautiful 
There's that's, even like a butteriness to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, the viscosity of the two is totally different because of that alcohol content. Too. Yeah. It's, it's, it just, the mouthfeel is so different uh, from the 84 to the 114 proof. Completely. These are these are all fine spirits, and I think it's worth noting that one of the great things, circling back a little bit to the beginning about uh, your uh, kind of like purchasing and standing on the shoulders of the former distillery before you brought out here, is that unlike some other young distilleries where their goal might be whiskey and you know more brown spirits, so to speak, they start out in clear spirits where sure. that's not where their heart is because they're like, well, we got to sell some gin or something because we can do that quick and it's here. Sure. And you guys have this ability to really start mid-process and really get into the heart of what you want to do. Agreed. On both sides of the coin here, but the whiskey to your point of having that, you know, not a lot, but a meaningful to us uh, amount of aging whiskey stock when we bought yeah. the distillery. And the rum, is very similar in concept, is that, you know, we, our tribe personally don't get as excited about clear spirits. It's just not what we tend to drink. And I do love a good gin. Uh, I do love, you know, all occasional vodka drinks, but in general, we drink aged spirits. So, this, uh, the rum fills that role for us from a business perspective. It's something that we're very proud of, that we love to drink. And we, we should can, be. Uh, thank you very much. And then uh, and that we can bring in and we can also you know, generate cash and keep the lights on, really. Right. Uh, while we make more whiskey. So, right. Uh, it's uh, it's fulfilled a very important business role and, and we love to drink it. So it's a win win. Well, Mark, I know uh, it looks like you had a delivery and Arch had to step out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I really appreciate the time today. I look forward to coming back and revisiting another time with yes, some sir. of those kind of like. Pipeline products you and I talked about, and I'm not going to talk about our listeners now. I'm not, we'll just leave that as a tease. I like it. I like that. And definitely, you're always welcome here. So come on. All right, great. Thank you. Thanks, Jim.